everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View podcast. My name is Ana and for today's episode I have another one from the Another Episode Another Country series with Costa Rica. So for this one I invited Richard. He is actually from the US but he moved to Costa Rica about 20 years ago and he just absolutely loves living there. So I thought that it would be great to invite him to the podcast, to talk a little bit about his life. And he shared so much. He shared so many tips on what to see, what to do, what to not do. Pros, cons, misconceptions, cuisine, wildlife, weather, safety, literally everything. And it's such a rich episode that I really hope that you guys love. But before we get to that, please make sure to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Brazilian POV Podcast. And now, without further ado, let's get to the episode. Thank you so much, Richard, for coming to the podcast. So happy to be here, Anna. Looking forward to sharing ideas and shedding some light on beautiful Costa Rica. Um, so, like, first of all, do you want to introduce yourself? Of course, my name is Richard Blank. I'm the CEO of Costa Rica's call center, originally from Northeast Philadelphia, and just followed my dream and took a long shot and decided to move to Central America. Been here the last 23 years, and my wife and I were fortunate enough to throw our hat in the ring and start a business. And this is kind of where we are today. That's great. So how, how was your decision to actually move to Costa Rica? It's given a one in a million opportunity. A friend of mine already had a call center here. So he gave me a chance to come down for a few months to teach English and enjoy the sunshine and surfing and all that Costa Rica has to offer. But prior to that, I was a Spanish major in college. So I was building on a lot of momentum and I love second languages. So it was easy for me to acclimate and get around and not be taken advantage of. And two months, Anna, turned into four years. I decided to stay at my friend's center. And I learned the business from the inside out, not from sea level. And any company can expand if you just find the right people for the right positions. And my thing was just treating people well and paying it forward and focusing on advanced English and how to make the calls more enjoyable, more profitable. So I, I found my area of expertise and... You know, when time was a ticking and I was in my mid-30s, I decided to start my own business. I started it small and was able to expand the last 16 years. It's slow and steady. That's usually how you win in the end. And not too bad of a country to move to, for sure. <laughs> I got very lucky weather-wise. And cost of living, it, it's quite reasonable compared to other areas in the world. It seems to be going up every day, but everywhere else in the world is too. I tell you what, you really don't need, if you're in the valley like I am, you don't need air conditioning or heat and the vegetables and fruit. It's very fresh. It's a healthy lifestyle. So you might live a couple more years and feel a little bit better. And I kind of enjoy this sort of slower pace. It's uh, enabled me to calm down a little bit and not feel like I'm in such a rush. That's very, very interesting. How would you say that life is in Costa Rica versus what people might think it's like? Well, if you go to certain spots, 
it almost feels like you're in the United States from the restaurants to the stores, to the cars. And you could have that sort of image anywhere in the world if that's what they wanna pay for, import and, and purchase. But what is it like? It's, it's almost like going back in time here where you see chivalry and neighbors that know one another and they give kisses on the cheek and they call each other donor donia before their name out of respect and a lot of the times they're god-fearing and family oriented there's generations that live together in a certain home sometimes by necessity and other times because they want to and um maybe it gives you a chance just to see some of the stronger bonds here that you may get other places where people feel like they're transient or maybe it's not common for neighbors to know one another, they mind their own business. And you know, it's really more about listening twice than you speak and being observant, still participate, Anna, but you find the right times to ask a question so you can join or you realize it's your right time. And um, it's made it much easier, but back home, you know, it moves so fast and people are under certain pressures. And I think it's fantastic if those are your goals in Philadelphia to live a certain way and send your kids to certain schools and have certain second homes if you're able and go on those vacations. And I, once again, it's, I can live vicariously through those that I love. And I'm so happy that they have earned it, enjoy it and are living life. And that's a beautiful thing, but it's weird. I'll see people here in Costa Rica that are sitting under a palm tree at a national park with waterfalls next to them. And they're still looking at their phone. <laughs> are you kidding? This is the time to recharge your batteries or to shed some skin. Or like when we were children, I didn't have a phone back then and TV was really for Saturdays. So you were climbing trees and making forts and having adventures. And those are the best memories in life because you created them and you shared them and you used your imagination and you might've even skinned a knee or two, but that's part of life and growing up. And I wanted that again. I, I wanted to distance myself from what I was getting sucked into. And when I had that one in a million chance, I took it and I got past some parents' guilt and a lot of the naysayers would try to take you off the path. It's because they love you. But I wanted to have faith. I wanted to put all the chips on me and I <laughs> wanted to do it with certain checkpoints. And you mentioned a little bit about food, about eating lots of fresh food. So how is it there food-wise, but also you mentioned a little bit of culture as well that is very warm and everything but is there anything else that you can add in terms of festivities like cuisine of course well once again i was i was mentioning the sort of food they have here and the seafood it is fresh because look at our location and the sort of farms that we have the coffee is incredible here that you have costa rica is known for textiles and stuff but let, let's talk more of the fun culture if you drive past national parks for people and neighborhoods it's packed on the weekends of soccer games and picnics and balloons and stuff and so you, you i mean these places are amazing and a lot of the architecture 
is nice. It's, it's old school. A lot of it came from Europe. Their national theater was bought brick by brick and brought over at the turn of the, I think the 20th century or even the 19th, I think. And they built it again. And so you, you had a lot of people that were putting their influence there. And if you walk downtown, you see some of these old homes, a lot of the times they'll have their front porches there as part of their style. And you'll see tile that's 150 years old. It's been preserved. It's gorgeous, it's artwork. I mean, besides the curb appeal, I, I'm always kind of looking <laughs> to see people's tiles and if, what they have. And that's nice. And they have a nice zoo in the city. But if you leave the city, if you really get out of the touristy spots, then you start hiking and you explore. And you do it safely, of course, but you can go on zip lines and through, you know, the rivers for fishing or whitewater rafting. We have the best surfing in the world. And if you're into ecotourism, into athletics, just not sitting around and lounging around, but having fun and playing, well, there's so much to do. And you can ride horses everywhere. These quadriciclos, you can take them anywhere. And the English, they have beautiful tourist English. They have charm. They know what to do to make sure you have a great day all day. And they have the perfect spots that will feed you and just make sure that your day is, you know, stressless. And um, I've also noticed that just along the way, people will offer you food on their farm. I mean, either they have excess of it or you're just around the way. And they're handing you, you know, an avocado or some mandarins off a tree. My favorite is when they just cut you like six bananas real quick. <laughs> and then you're hanging out with Jose having some bananas. And, um, and you laugh because you realize you're having a moment and you're anchoring with this person and, and you're having a great time. And maybe thankfully... Because in Nicoya, they claim that people in live that area might live longer life. It's one of the happiest areas of the world. They're doing something right here. They're preserving their natural beauty. They're trying to keep a national identity. Their culture is one of just alegria, of happiness. Their expression is pura vida. And when you go to these farmers markets, these farmers come in and it is just, as I mentioned before, it smells good, it's so fresh and it's pennies on the dollar. You almost have to, it, the difficult part is finding the bad food. It's too easy to eat well. <laughs> you almost got to search out chips and stuff. Um, and that's okay. You know, it, uh, as I mentioned before, it makes you feel better. But there's a lot to do here, my friend, depending on your tastes. And from what you mentioned, it seems like a very safe country as well to visit and to be a tourist. Well, maybe we need to have that conversation. It depends. I mentioned the fun side, but okay. Let's talk about a couple of things that I've heard through the years and seen. First is when people come down here with bad intentions. I mean, this is considered almost, it's like not Sin City, but there are certain things here that are accepted that may not be accepted in other parts of the world, especially parties and interactions amongst people. And so when they come down, they're grabbing wads of hundreds, licking their thumb, counting money in the street, jewelry everywhere, being loud. 
And what happens is they're at the wrong place at the wrong time and definitely around the wrong people. And you hear those sort of stories, I'm not saying they deserved it, but they're setting themselves up and they're making us all look bad. And then secondly, if people come here, they might have certain expectations, things moving quicker, lines, organization, structure. Well, might need some patience. Just might be one guy on duty. <laughs> He's just checking things. And so um, don't be loud. Don't push. Don't cut in line. Just, just be where you are and enjoy that moment. That, that could be bad. And then finally, those that want to go extra adventure and they might walk off the path and they could get bitten by a snake or a spider just in this rainforest just one step is more than enough to have a bad day i mean you have to you know it's as gorgeous as it is but then again you have to respect this nature I mean, you don't even have a machete for God's sakes and you're walking around in flip-flops thinking it's cool with your beer. It's not cool. Those are the sort of things that you just take a moment off of the eye off of what you're doing and it could affect you for the rest of your life. And so we hear stories of people that have fallen or gotten lost or were not taking the rules seriously or took advantage of certain areas and so, as I say before, maybe you're being too conservative in my mind. I think caution is what keeps you alive. Curiosity is what kills the cat. And so um, I've just seen people that might be overextending what they're trying to do here, but that's like that everywhere. You hear about Times Square, New York City craziness, and what happens down in New Orleans for Mardi Gras and all these fun parties that people have in the world. What happens here too? But um, my main thing is that I, I just want them to leave what they had back home and just almost try to start anew here. And maybe they can learn something. <laughs> maybe it's just not vocabulary words. Maybe they learn that what they take so seriously back home or would have got them all huffy puffy or maybe lost a friend over. You realize when you get away from that, that you might need to make that correction. And, and Costa Rica does that for people. Sometimes people find their center here. Yeah, from what I've been seeing the past, I think, couple of years, the wildlife has been attracting many tourists, especially the wildlife. And I think a lot of people from the United States that I've been seeing as well, do you agree with that? A thousand percent. You're walking, it's like when people go to Africa for safari. When you come to Costa Rica, you'll see monkeys and sloths and gorgeous toucans and birds and parrots everywhere. Be careful of the beautiful, colorful frogs. They're the most dangerous ones, but you'll see it all. And yes, it's a painting in front of you. It's not the same landscape that you get bored of. You want to touch it, but you shouldn't. <laughs> you know, as I say, keep your distance and be careful. Um, yes, people are taking photographs or they're just pausing at a certain area just to take it in. And that's very nice, isn't it? It's beautiful how to have that sort of connection naturally, almost like running through grass with bare feet. 
you need that again. And uh, oh, check this out. So we go to these hot springs, which are all over the place. One is Tabacone Resort by Lake Arenal, but I've been going up to Rio Celeste. There's some smaller areas there. It's more, but they have these magical mud baths, right? So you, <laughs> you, it almost looks like the Flintstones. So you're getting into these big baths, you're putting it all over yourself, you're drying in the sun, and then you, you rinse, and it's just, um, how cool. That's worth seven bucks. <laughs> I'll do that all day long. And I'm trying to say, these are the sort of things that if you did in Beverly Hills, <laughs> I could only imagine, you know? And then I got to wait in line behind Kevin Costner or somebody. But, uh, you know, down here, you can have these sort of experiences for a good price. You know, you feel like you got your money's worth, but then again, it makes you want to come back because you had so much fun. And are there any specific places that you can name that people definitely should go to when they visit Costa Rica? Absolutely. Well, let's look at one side. You can go to Manuel Antonio, which is a national park. And then you also have Jaco Beach, which is their crazy party place there. In between them is a place called Hermosa, which is excellent for surfing. A little bit further south, you have Dominical, another wonderful place for surfing. Now, there's a place called Uvita or Playa Ballena. That's the whale's beach. So in our late summer, let's say in July, August, September, you will see whales there. And here's even the cooler thing. When it's low tide, it goes out and gives the shape of like a whale tail <laughs> before the tide comes up. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's wickedly cool. And then if you even go further south, you have Golfito, which is an inlet. And that's right by the border of Panama going on the north side. On the Caribbean, the first beach I ever saw, and I hate to say it is my favorite, it's called Puerto Viejo. It's right near the border of Panama on the Caribbean side. Some of the greatest surfing, food, and culture, and fun you could ever have. It's one of the, literally the most beautiful places I've ever seen in the world. And then when you go up the coast towards, you know, Limon, you have Puerto Limon, which is an old port. But when you go into there, that's definitely going back in time. It's all colonial buildings and stuff. And if you want some really good pate or excellent Caribbean food, incredible music, and some of the hottest flavor you can get in this country, that's a wonderful place to go visit. And then to go a little bit further up towards Nicaragua, where you can't drive there, it's either by boat or by plane. Then you have Playa Tortuguero, hmm? where every year all the, all the you know, the, they come in the um, tortoises and they come in on, on the land and they lay their eggs and then they go back into the ocean. So it's a very nice protected area. And um, that's important. And then in between, as I mentioned, you have certain areas in the rainforest and the mountains. You have, um, you know, Cherokee, which is like the largest point in Costa Rica that people hike to. And it's just, um, wow. There's just adventure everywhere if you decide to drive. And then you have up in the Northwest is Guanacaste. That's where the fancy dancy is. The Four Seasons, all the resorts by Flamingo, Tamarindo, Playa Coco, Conchal. You have the Western Resort there. 
the only issue they have is lack of water. So that's what makes it difficult for some of these places. Um, but it's gorgeous up there and it's a nice place to drive. And then you go a little bit further south. We spoke about Nicoya, which is the area where they claim is the happiest people in the world. People live the longest, but you have a beach down there called Mal Paez. They claim that's one of the best surfing in the world. And if you want a real kind of like surfing culture, this is, I mean, I know there's cool surfers hanging out everywhere. This is the real deal. I mean, it's almost like hostile living because a lot of the hotels, they're, they're nice. But a lot of the people there are just on, on, you know, nickel budget. So they're willing to sleep in hammocks just to surf the next day. And you will see tan, in good shape, men and women, all ages, out there just loving those waves and respecting that time. And there's as many spectators as there are surfers. And it's one of the coolest bohemic environments you, you, you can get because it's purely on creation of sport and love. And the waves are huge there. <laughs> We're talking on great surfing. And you don't stumble upon it. You make a purpose to get there. And then when you go a little bit further south, then, then you have Tambor and Montezuma and nicer resorts in the airport there. And then you can take a ferry back from that side to Punta Reinas, which is an old port that they have, and then a straight shot back into San Jose. And that, my friend, if you came to Costa Rica for a couple of weeks, I'd have a super tour for you. Sounds like a true paradise. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say are some misconceptions that people might have about Costa Rica, if there are any? What a great question. A lot of people confuse it with Puerto Rico and think Costa Rica's an island. Secondly, they're not really sure in the geography. They might assume it's in Latin America, but not sure where. And so when I explain we're north of Panama, south of Nicaragua, they, they get it. It's kind of like south of Mexico. But then again, they don't understand that Costa Rica is the only democracy in Central America. There's no standing army, 95% literacy rate best infrastructure, neutral accents. And so I mentioned people visiting here, not with bad intentions, just pure ignorance, but a lot of people speak English here. They have family, they've lived there, and there's a lot of expats that live here. So they're accustomed and attuned to the North American English. And the infrastructure is not bad. I, I know it's third world in regards to certain conveniences, but in regards to living standards, it's very comfortable here and it's very nice. And maybe uh, the fact that when they come here, they do see in the city, the restaurants, I mean, there's McDonald's everywhere in the world, but when they see other restaurants that they're familiar with, yeah, of course those chains are coming down here. I mean, they get excited when Wendy's came down here. I love Wendy's, I love the chili. So I was excited too. <laughs> so yeah, why not? I mean, get one of these chains that are world famous, put one down here, right downtown center. Let me line around the block. They love that sort of stuff. Um, but misconceptions, maybe they might see, as I mentioned before, how people walk arm in arm and hand in hand and how children have certain uniforms here. 
and there is a national pride. They might be confused on why it's not as mixed as certain areas of the world, but um, but maybe that's a good thing. Maybe Anna, they 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 need to get out of a certain bubble, and they could have that as they call it the hero's journey, where that individual leaves the town, travels, slays the dragon, and then comes back to the town and tells the tales to make people stronger and better. So um, I tell you what, a lot of the people I see tell me it's the first of something. The first they've surfed, uh, did zip lining, satin, mud, <laughs> volcanic mud, you know, next to a volcano or just saw the butterfly farms or iguanas or monkeys coming into their room. You, they sound like a fifth grader telling a silly story because they didn't expect in their lives a monkey to come into their room. But why not? A monkey should come into our room every day. <laughs> it's a great way to start the day. Um, it just goes to show you that life is that. And you shouldn't look at it as a surprise. It should just be a beautiful story to tell at breakfast. And of course, like you talked a lot about the pros of living in Costa Rica, but do you have any cons? I miss my family. And there's certain food items like circus peanuts, for an example. It's my favorite candy. I can't get them down here. Uh, no one makes a good cheesesteak. Pizza's average. But <laughs> besides my food complaints, um, I get not homesick. But I always enjoyed Memorial Day and Labor Day at the shore. And when it comes to Thanksgiving, I'll make sure to have the Macy's Day Parade on and I'll make a turkey. But, um, but that's it, my friend. I really don't miss too much more because when I come to visit, it's fresh again, it's plug and play, and then it's enough <laughs> and it's time for me to go back. And so like a camel, I can always refill my hump and make it through another desert until I come back again. And, um, and that's a healthy balance to be able to know where you belong and be able to still enjoy the things that you like. And finally, every week we give a recommendation of a book, a movie, or a TV show. What recommendations do you have for our listeners this week and why? Of course. Well, I'm going to be dating myself, but I'm going to recommend the 1980s series Remington Steel with Pierce Brosnan before he was James Bond. What a great show with Stephanie Zimbalist. I mean, if you really like 1980s <laughs> mystery, murder, and mayhem, it's perfect for you. But um, why? Because I watched that show and I realized that if you have proper rhetoric, a good delivery, if you represent yourself well, you might be marketable. And he was using certain SAT and advanced vocabulary I had to look up. And it also sized me up that there might be some individual out there besides having a nice smile, they have more depth in their vocabulary and they can make better arguments and better reasoning. And they have exceptionally lucid listening skills. And so besides in the enjoyment of this show, the character to me saw somebody that had stability and structure and some sort of discipline to get themselves such believable that they named the show after them. 
and he lasted six seasons. <laughs> so anyway, that was one of my earlier influences. But uh, I can't thank you enough. I had the best time. Yeah, thank you so much for coming here to the podcast and sharing about your journey and your amazing life in Costa Rica. <laughs> I hope your audience comes and visits one day. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And I absolutely forgot to mention in the intro, but yes, I changed the intro song again. But this time around, it's not like because I really wanted to change it. Like I liked the old one, but because I post my episodes through Spotify podcasts and they changed everything. You can actually only post the episode now. You cannot choose their songs or anything. It's something that they had from Anchor before. And then they completely scratched that. So I don't even have the option of that song anymore. So I had to come up with another one that I hope that you guys like. And it's an adaptation process. I am doing all of this the night before posting this episode. Caught me a little bit off guard, but we got this. It's fine. But anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope that you like it. And I hope to see you back here next week. Bye, everyone.